0: You're listening to Partnernomics Podcast, where we discuss the art and science of developing successful strategic partnerships. To learn more about the suite of Partnernomics solutions, visit Partnernomics.com. Welcome back to another episode of Partnernomics Podcast. This is Mark Brigman. I've got my sidekick, Mr. Tyler Pittman, with me, as usual. What's going on, Tyler? How are you doing? How do you, Matt? So we have a guest with us today. But hopefully, if we don't run him off, we'll uh, we'll have him back. But Mr. Tom Wasnaski, nice. Tom, what's going on, buddy? How you doing, Mark? Good, good doing you? good. Good to see you. Hey, so we thought that we on a previous podcast we had talked about <laughs> uh, brewing beer, mm-hmm. and we've got uh, an IPA that we're going to be brewing sometime over the next uh, couple weeks. But we were describing the beer that that we did probably two months ago. And so we know that you love some craft beer, mm. and so we're going to have you test. Okay. We're going to have you try our beer, and give us... I mean, we're all about being candid, transparent, authentic, mm-hmm. all those kind of cool words that we use here for partnernomics. We want you to give us an authentic review of the beer. So okay. it's it's the glass with just a little bit of beer in it.
1: Okay, this one here.
0: Yep. <clears throat> okay. Well, you're getting all ready. I'm, I'm nervous now. I feel <laughs> like I'm... It's like final exam mm, day. She's got a good smell. Oh, you're smelling it and everything.
1: Yeah. I'm getting the true review. <laughs> good good temperature.
0: We have a really cold fridge. <laughs>
1: Ooh, man. That's smooth. Yeah? That is smooth. No, you yeah. can be real. That is really smooth. It, I got a little orangey taste in there. Is there some orange in there?
0: Well, that was an Imperial Blonde, right? I think so. Yeah, an Imperial Blonde. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it probably has a little bit of uh, some fruit hints to it.
1: Yeah. So after that last sip right there, I get it down, and my mouth just exploded <laughs> <laughs> with the, the juices. So that's a good thing, right? So it's, this is an IPA, right? Uh,
0: it's, it's like a farmhouse
1: ale. A farmhouse ale. Yep. And, and I don't know the difference. You, you said I'm getting into the craft beers. I'm being... Uh, you still have training wheels? I'm being... Absolutely, man. I'm riding <laughs> my green machine wet. still. <laughs> you got to start But I'll get, I'll get on that green machine every day of, <laughs> if you need me to be a tester. But no. Um, so a farmhouse ale versus an IPA. Don't know the difference. Uh,
0: lower hops. Lower hops.
1: Okay, so that explains it. That was going to be my first comment a- a- after taking the first sip and maybe expecting to be that hoppier grab um, which by the way, I will err on the side of honesty of I'm not really a big hoppy guy. Right. So I so I was expecting to get that pop from a hop. <laughs> I didn't yeah, I like that. The pop from the hop. <laughs> but um, I didn't. And then it's uh i mean a beer to me that sits there as it's been poured for a while it's still got some bubbly going it's well carbonated right it doesn't doesn't hit the back of my throat like ah, i can't breathe carbonated all
0: here. <laughs> but no
1: it's it's got a really good taste this is a beer that like last night when i was with a buddy we had a beer uh that was a stout that you drink one of them and you move on to something different, it's not like you're going to go in. I mean, and, and you sip it. You enjoy it. Mm-hmm. This, on a, a hot summer day, I could enjoy three, four, five of them and, it, and uh, around a pool, playing some volleyball. There we go.
0: Speaking of pool, you got a pool in your backyard, right? <laughs> yeah. When's yeah. that invite coming, man? Yeah, oh, it's
1: always open. Always, <laughs> school's always open. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's been an interesting uh, understanding uh, how to, first-time pool owner. I wasn't quite sure what I was getting in. And, and you know, the value of... Partnerships and relationships, man. I have been asking all my buddies in own pools, like, "Hey, man, what's the, well where do you get your chemicals? Where do you get this? And how do you manage the chlorine balance and the alkalinity and the pH? And it's, you know, the way my mind operates a bit. I, you know, I would probably want to treat it like a chemistry experiment back in high school, where I want to get everything down to the molecular level." And my buddy's like, man, I'm, I'm an occasion basis, you know, once a week, shock it with some chlorine, you'll be all right.
0: As long I'm as like, it's not turning green and oozy when you yeah. jump in. And <laughs> and I'm like, so right. I'm
1: overthinking this. He's like, yeah, yeah. you are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. Right. So, uh, Yeah, it's good. So back, let's get back to this beer because I'm I'm, I'm kind of. Well,
0: you're just, you're going to have to commit this taste to memory because we're going to bust out another one here in the next week or two. Mm. And we want you to do a little comparison.
1: You guys brewed this. Yeah. Man, it's I'm not impressed. that hard. If
0: you can make tea, you can make beer, right, Tyler?
1: That's right. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Not near as bad as I thought.
0: Really? Yeah. So,
1: see, I had it in my mind that it was a. Well, of course, obviously, anytime you're, I guess, making any product, you want to keep it in a clean environment, it's a mm-hmm. clean and sterile environment. Because I have heard from other guys that I've worked with, if you. If you're not working with sterile equipment, you can kill a batch real quick. Oh, no question. Absolutely. Yeah, the,
0: the yeast specifically is really, really sensitive to that. Mm-hmm.
1: So what does the yeast do? The yeast consumes or the yeast is the fuel? Uh,
0: kind of both-ish. The, the okay. yeast consumes the sugar and the byproduct is, is alcohol. alcohol and okay. carbon dioxide. Okay. Okay.
1: okay, so is it is it safe to assume if I add more yeast to a batch, I could drive the alcohol content up?
0: As long as there's sugars for it to eat.
1: Okay. Fair enough.
0: So That's how you can get those 12s, 13s, 14 percenters that really get you going. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Tom, so we want to talk about relationships Mm -hmm. for this podcast. But what I would like to start off with is tell us a little bit about Tom Woznoskiy. So that we have a better understanding of, of just kind of the, the context that you're bringing in. just quickly what, about your career and what, what path have you taken. And then what are you doing? What are you doing now?
1: Okay. So uh, from a, I guess schooling perspective, took a little bit of a non-traditional path, a very non-traditional path. Started off as an engineering student, then went into kind of a hybrid engineering, geology, geography, and GIS program, and then uh, went on and got another degree in telecommunications management. Now that telecommunications management degree was driven by the fact that I had a really good mentor, um, uh, Bob Townsend, that um, showed me this cool thing called Communicate, telecommunications and technology. Uh, so I decided, hey, you know, if I'm going to stay in this business or in this industry, I'm going to go get some credentials that back the story. Um, <clears throat> so I got involved really out of the gate on the technical side of no one, you know, tip and ring, tip, tip and ring, red and green wire, 48 volt DC curtain, current, current was the ringtone, and that's why a phone rang, and okay, all these wires make all these things happen, and your voice gets translated in from this sine wave and decoded on the other end, and hey, that's how we talk. That was the original start of it, and I'm like, yeah, I'm wrapping my mind around all this technology, and I'm digging it, right? And like I said, the power of that relationship with Bob acting as my mentor was was really cool to get me started. Um <clears throat> and then uh after that I went to work for a Carrier Sprint, one that you worked for. Yep. I was there for about 2 years and then I went to work for a reseller uh of the Sprint core products, worked there for a couple years. And then uh went over to another carrier, AT&T, and uh at this time, had not gotten involved on in the wireless business at all. Was still just doing traditional wireline, and uh, my my expertise had started to evolve into uh, data networks and connectivity and companies that have multiple offices, uh, either in a you know a, a metropolitan area or, or regionally or even globally um i remember at at and i was the first guy to do a fractional ds3 which i could dork out and tell you what all that meant on the number of channels and t1s and blah 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 uh, across the pond so i learned about this thing called the transoceanic cable fiber optic cable that these you know and it's blowing my mind that these cables live in the sea right and that's how the 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 communications go from you know the pop or the point of presence in new york or down in you know south carolina somewhere and traverse across light the ocean
0: and launched uh, across the big pond
1: yeah so it's so i started i mean i was lucky to run into those things and then uh then i got uh progressing in my path uh i went to work for uh the software side of the business and hp at the time had this really cool product called hp OpenView where you could look at a screen or a multitude of screens in a knock, called a network operations center, and you could see all the health status of all these connectivity uh, from A to Z and all the routes they took, and man, all the blinking lights, and I was like, dude, this stuff is cool. So you can get all this information. You can write reports about this, and now I can go tell someone who has to make decisions about this. Hey, this is the health in here, and maybe we need to invest something here because we need to have better performance there. That was cool. So I got bit by the software bug, and actually, that I've been in the software side of the business since, um, and found, uh, you know, worked for a couple of companies where I've been the operational support systems, OSS, right. and then the BSS, the business support systems, which generally includes the billing side. How do people that activate a service on a network then go collect revenue against that service and measure the usage that happens on the network that equates to a rate that then drives a bill for what you consumed on my network that I've gone out and built. And i uh, been doing that now for the last 12 years since I found the software side. And so currently today, uh, just to kind of round out, and I'll, and I'll back up, um, so I, I started off in sales, or excuse me, my first run was engineering and setting up literally pulling cables uh, to, to set up the connectivity piece. Um, and then uh, engineering and, and field operations, I called it. And then I got in sales, and I was in sales for about 10 years. Sales, biz dev, I'll call it, where you're creating relationships and you're, you're marketing products for companies and, and, and talking about what's on the roadmap uh, because this is the next generation of what we're uh, putting our R&D dollars into. And, and I, I quickly found out that that was um, something I enjoyed mm-hmm. but it wasn't who I was. Um, for me, I gotta really believe in what the stories that I'm telling and sometimes, too many times on the sales side of things, I found myself uh, having to communicate things that I wasn't 100% behind. So I said, hey, let's, let's get over on the technical side and I became an architect. So putting together all the pieces of the puzzle and <clears throat> on that OSS and BSS side of the spectrum, um, you know these are these are multi-million-dollar support contracts that companies like Sprint and AT and T and you know, dude, you even were a part of the you know the largest service contract in history back when Ericsson and Sprint crafted that seven-year or five years
0: yeah seven-year five billion $5 yes yeah, it was, yeah. It involved six thousand employees
1: crazy right so this is it it getting on the software side it kind of opened my spectrum of whoa this is the space i'm playing in and it's really big yeah so coming you know fast forwarding and kind of telling you being on the, on the architecture side i've been just really lucky to work with some really smart developers um from all over the world i've worked with developers in brazil india um australia uh, mexico uh the uk russia
0: so you're with an international company now yes i mean yeah. we were talking gosh i don't know well you spent a long time in, in
1: australia four recently. months yeah four months in, yeah. in 2019 wow. yeah it was uh, that was man i tell you that was that was a it was interesting to be away from home for that time period but you got to embrace what it's giving you and i tell you the culture there the people were awesome i mean i had uh i'm working you know for telstra it's a tier one meaning it's you know they they're they've got the network and the subscriber volume to put them as a high ranking tier one global operator. And I had people that I was working with on the project. They're like, Hey, you know, mate, what are you doing this weekend? Why don't you go on a hike with us and, and come hang out in the house and we'll make you some good, you know, authentic Australian food. And the kangaroos or what do they eat? (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, I tell you, gosh, I gotta stop and remember the name of the spread. That's kind of like a peanut butter spread. That's a it's a dark brown and color. It, it'll it'll come to me later on in here, but uh, it's not
0: Nutella, right? No, it's it's like some no, it it'll authentic local stuff.
1: It is, it is, and and it's kind of like you know, hey, I was as a kid, peanut butter and jelly was a staple in my lunchbox, right? Huh? <laughs> and this is like the peanut butter to australians gotcha okay. and i was over at one of this yeah uh, the, the the gal i worked with she goes hey you know come on out and check out my boutique i got a shop down in this town and i'm introducing my girls and just kind of show you around um suburbia melbourne australia and uh anyhow it was awesome she but i will tell you she put this spread on some toast for me and i took one bite you yeah, have been like, the same since like, dude, that's an acquired taste. Oh. I, I don't know. I don't know if I can go down that path. It's kind of like some hoppy beer. <laughs> Very much acquired so. taste, Very much right? So. But anyhow, so to kind of wrap up, and, and I have a tendency to be lengthy in my chatter. So, uh, to wrap up where that progression of my career path has taken me today, um, I just wrapped up being an architect, and I've moved into kind of a program management role where it's all about people. Um so the the backstory or the history I've been lucky to experience in understanding the technology puts me in a in a good position to understand what the smart people are talking about, but I'm in a better position now to mentor those those people from a business standpoint so that when we enter into these multi-million dollar arrangements, there's business requirements that are driving the need for the technology and you have at the center of that is keeping all the people of this team driven towards those same set of requirements because in the end you got a customer you gotta keep happy because they're spending money. Yeah. So that's yeah. yeah, That's the progression.
0: Yeah, man. So I always enjoy our conversations, right? (laughs) And so we we've known each other. We we were just talking about that earlier. We've known each other for eight eight years, eight plus years, somewhere around there. And then whenever we were launching Partnernomics four years ago in earnest, uh, you were one of the first people that reviewed some of the content the curriculum coming through the courses so you're very familiar with with our content mm-hmm. having finished the the courses and stuff and but i've always admired just you're talking about communications mm-hmm. and just perspective relationships all of those things that are really core to what partnernomics is and what mm-hmm. it stands for and what we believe And so that's why we're interested in having you join us, you know, on the podcast, Mm -hmm. just to provide an additional perspective.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, uh, and yeah, you, you shot something over to us about, you know, relationships and the value of relationships Mm -hmm. and, and what that means. And I think just in our fast paced transactional society, man, sometimes we, we don't slow down enough to really think about relationships and building those relationships Man, it's, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, somebody threw out something on LinkedIn, LinkedIn yesterday, and I, it was from Warren Buffett. And it said, you know, Warren Buffett basically has pulled everything down to one word. Yeah, love. That's it's love. Yeah, I read and Like, it. at the end that, of the that's day. That's so pow- simple, but yeah. so powerful. Mm-hmm. One word. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That is so telling. Yeah. Yeah. I think. mean, that that's a man that's doing it right he in is. a lot of different ways. Yeah. yeah. And right. you know, yeah. a
1: guy that could um do it in a lot of wrong ways. You know, you look at somebody that's that's amassed the net wealth that he has, and I tell you what, you know, the the oracle from Omaha is what he's known as, right? And what really drew me into that guy was when I realized <clears throat> he had made a statement and it, and it wasn't in it wasn't in disrespect, but he said, when I, when I pass, when I, when I leave on, I want to leave my legacy of, uh, love and and the relationships with people, uh, super important to him, all the money that I have, I would rather it go to helping others. He is a huge, huge donator. The largest, uh, donator to the, you know, Bill and Melinda Gates foundation is Warren Buffett. Yeah, and it's not it's not a number, in that 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 uh, begins with the letter M. It begins with the letter B. Yeah, mm-hmm. billion. Yeah, that's amazing. And and if you read about what you know, Bill and Melinda are doing out globally, um, and and working on these ways to provide clean water to people and sustainable agriculture, so these people can eat. Uh, those are core. I mean that that's how the progression of humanity continues. And I mean, not to get philosophical, but those that's a guy that spent you know bill spent his whole you know life as a as a technologist and running Microsoft and the 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 billions that he has amassed and just those are people that I like to to, to be Warren was like the by. first
0: one that really that challenged all these different billionaires to yeah. to give away at least a billion dollars each right. and he's asking you know who's who's in it yeah but it was him he was the yeah. leader of that and yeah. man that's uh to be worth so much money and to be known about money but he's like it's it's not about money mm. so
1: you look at the city of Omaha you look at the car the guy drives the house he still lives in. I mean it's it's simple it's simple pleasure that he that he but you look at how he has driven the growth of the city of Omaha people people want to move there just to be associated with a company that he might be backing or behind it
0: reminds me a lot of like Sam Walton yeah, yeah. some of the stories about yeah. Sam Walton I mean the yeah. the guy was cruising around in some beat up old pickup truck <laughs> and you would just never know that the guy was worth you know how many billions and billions yeah. of dollars yeah. but just a pretty simple but very intelligent and forward thinking yeah. man.
1: So I love going in and this just popped into my head. And before I tell this story, is this one that I have to give feedback on?
0: Yeah, so that's the mix. So okay. I, so so Thomas just grabbed the the second beer. Okay. And so what we it's a mix
1: with what? It is Our a homebrew mixed with the this IPA. Okay. That's that's the uh, the hoppin' nomad. Hopping nomad. Yep. Okay. So this is the homebrew that I just had yep. mixed yep. with that. Yep. Okay. So we're, we're yeah, ready so we're, to give some feedback here.
0: Yeah, so we were we we're trying we were thinking that our homebrew was a little bland, okay. a little boring, a little too smoothish. Okay. And so yeah, we th- thought depending we depending upon some- whose palate. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Right. We for like, somebody like with training hopping. wheels like yourself, it's probably pretty solid. It's probably <laughs> pretty good. But uh, for yes. for a more advanced, more sophisticated palate <laughs> like Tyler's and mine, uh, you gotta you gotta throw in some yeah. some pop and some I'm, fizz i'm
1: the elementary school kid man yeah. you, you you dudes are in high school just figuring out things you guys We're varsity be- baby We're yeah. Varsity. Yeah. yeah all right let's go let's check this out we have a name for this by the way no nope. the hoppy hybrid okay we'll call it the hoppy hybrid hey
0: man you're on something i like that isn't that crazy all the weird names they come up with for beers it's insane yeah hey okay. let's 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 share our new favorite Oh, the puppies with lasers. Puppies with puppies lasers. With Grains and lasers. taps are Grains and taps. I love that. A yep. little love to those guys.
1: Good All right, stuff. so here's the feedback. Um, that, it definitely brings the hop level yeah. up to the next level. Mm-hmm. But it's not too much. No. Yeah. Okay, for this for this training wheel, dude, it's not too much. <laughs> um, it wouldn't turn me off to only, to want to just have one. Right, um, right. I'd go back for another. Right. Um, from a... I guess from a from a taste or a palate standpoint, that's the first thing I noticed. Difference is is just the hoppy. Hops. Now, obviously, that's got its own taste to it. That's got its own taste to it. But the two mixed together, I wouldn't call it a black and tan. You know, uh,
0: right? It's very different. Than, yeah, than, <laughs> very different <laughs> mix than, yeah. than that bad boy. Uh, so, I would love for you to talk about. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make you pick one. Okay, mentor. Think about you know, your life, your career. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could only pick one person that has been the most influential for your life. Now, Who, from
1: a business perspective? Man, I don't...
0: <clears throat> I, we were chatting about this earlier before we flipped on the, the recorder, but I don't think... I agree with you, this, the, the statement you made. There's, there's, you, there's no line.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, we're one person. Mm-hmm. We, we shouldn't flip on a hat or flip on a suit mm-hmm. and you become a different person when you walk in the business world or you know when you walk in the office it's the same right mm-hmm. i mean we're we're becoming the person that we are yep. yep and it's it's whether it's personal it's professional it's it's us mm-hmm. so i don't think it's i don't think it's different
1: so i i 100 agree with you <clears throat> in the first the first thought that comes to my mind is it's 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 a bit of a hybrid of two people. Um, so you're not
0: going to give me one. I I,
1: <laughs> I will I will I, I can no 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 I, I can
0: <laughs> but but there's two. I people. couldn't do it either. I would have to give you at least two, three, four.
1: There's and, and there's two people, and, and I'll mention their names after I mention the the why or the what they've given me. Um. <clears throat> One guy has really kept me centered on who I am, my brand, the message that I'm good at delivering because it's who I am as a person on and off the field, I'll call it. Right, Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the other guy is a similar type A go-getter personality that if I call him, he's on the West Coast. So if it's midnight and I call him at 10 p.m., he's going to answer and be like, "Hey, Tommy, what's up? You got a question? Everything okay?" But he's the guy that you know took me down to Johnson uh, Space Center, and and it, that that's in Houston, right? Uh, where they ha- I think it's a museum where they have the space shuttle. And um, actually, that might I might be goofing that up. But anyhow, he's the guy that said, "Hey, you know what? we were working this trade show." We're grinding. We're standing on the floor for twelve hours. You're 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 talking all day business. Tomorrow, let's take the half day and just go down here and look at some cool stuff on how we've discovered other things in outer space. And you see this whole history of rocket. So that guy is the fun loving dude. Wake up in the morning, uh, do some push ups, go for a couple mile jog, and just live life with zest. And that guy is Michael Crane. He's he, he's by far been uh just a a a good compass for energy and and stay on the front of the plow if that's what drives you and then Jeff Edlund is a guy that is uh authenticity for sure you know he's a Jeff is a strong strong rooted Christian man Um, and that that drives him in many all facets of his day, whether it be personal or business, once again, you know, not having a, a, a dual role personality. He is who he is. But Jeff has really helped bring me to uh, <clears throat> what I would call that graduate level of personality in the business world where um, you don't have to fight for who you wanna be, you're already who you are, communicate it and have impact with those uh, around you and mentor that you might, you know, those that were young like you one day that met a guy like him. So he's, it's, it's those two.
0: Yeah. I've, I've had a chance to chat with Jeff and man, he's, ah, I mean, it's so easy to, to just sit down with him mm-hmm. and in a few minutes, man, you feel like you've known him forever, but he's one of those people where in just a couple <clears> of <throat> minutes into the conversation, he makes you feel so at ease He makes you Very feel like yes. you he's there for you yep and yep. uh man, that's there's an art to that but there's also some authenticity to that yep he knows that he has an opportunity to kind of pass on some legacy
1: yeah yeah it's interesting that's that's funny you even mentioned that because that's something he's been talking to me about a lot lately mm-hmm. he's uh he's, I can share this publicly because he's talked about, hey, you know, and and I, once again, as the guy that mentors me, I think about how I would want to pave this path, but he's thinking about retirement, right? Mm -hmm. And those are things that you got to start thinking about. Hey, it's not like, hey, next week, I'm going to call it quits. You know, he's on a, he's got a five-year trajectory and he's not, he's not looking at how it's going to affect him He's already planned for it in the right way. He's looking at who do I want to surround hmm. myself with that I can pass on my knowledge so that when I pa- it's like a, 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 it's like a relay race. Yeah. Like who the baton. The Correct. Baton. Yeah, yeah Correct. keep it going. Correct. So he's been talking to me, like, uh, he'll just randomly call me, like, hey, you want to go up to Barriga's and give a little plug for Barriga's over in Greenwood. Great, great Mexican restaurant. He's like, Yeah, let's go over to our hotspot and have some, you know, like for you and I it's Ginger Sue's. That's our yeah. hot spot where we have breakfast. But our hotspot, Jeff and I is a barrier, is like, hey, let's go, let's go hang out and let's just catch up. How's life, you know, treating you? And he starts starting to talk to me in that um, and then not to get in a weird way, but it's almost like a fatherly mentor role where, you know, he's not he's not that much older than me, but he's so much wiser than mm-hmm. me because of what he's experienced. Yeah. And I'm just, gosh, I'm just so lucky to, to have guys like that, that, you know, would bring me under their wing and, and help guide me along. Cause man, the path you take in life can really sometimes take left oh. turns, right turns. And left one hooks.
0: person can make that happen yeah. <laughs> yes. for you, right?
1: Yeah. A good or bad. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Good or bad. Yeah. Um, I've had a little, I've had a little bit of both. I've had times where, you know, been laid off, you know rifts, a reduction in force. And you're like, man, what did I do wrong? Well, it wasn't anything you did wrong. It's what the organization wasn't able to deliver. You know, if you're a publicly traded company, the next thing you know, you know you're you working for a company that has 80,000 employees globally, and uh, your organization needs to, you're cutting 2,000 employees, and you're one of them.
0: Yeah.
1: I took that, that was tough. I took that personal at first. I'm like, gosh dang it, what did I do wrong? And then in the end, Jeff was the guy who was like, hey, it was nothing you did. This is a numbers game, man. You're, it's a numbers game.
0: Man, this is a fascinating topic. I'm going to ask you to stick around. Uh, let's go ahead and fire up a, another podcast. We're, we're, going to, we're going to hit this with a part two so we can finish, finish this conversation up. Well, thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Partnernomics Podcast. We will see you next time. Partnernomics Podcast is brought to you by Partnernomics. Learn how to leverage the power of partnership. To listen to more episodes of Partneronomics Podcast, visit Partneronomics.com.